heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Call now with your question, 224-585-WSFI. That's 224-585-9734. Hello, uh, this is uh, Father Bob Sears. I'm former professor at Jesuit School of Theology in Chicago in the Institute of Pastoral Studies at Loyola University. Today I'd like to speak about authentic love as basis of all healing. And this is the title of a book that I used for a recent retreat called Authentic Love, Theory and Therapy by J. Brennan Mullaney. It's by a clinical psychologist, counselor, and uh, with experience of about 40 years writing the book. And he argues that only authentic love heals. Every other method only heals to the extent that it is grounded in love. And my experience tells me that he's right and that his perspective helps us get out, get to the root of our illnesses, whether they're physical, emotional, or spiritual. All illnesses are grounded and wounded, abused, twisted, or betrayed, received or not received love. What is authentic love? Well, the book takes about nine chapters to describe it. It's a self-gift, a gift of ourselves to another, which is received and returned. So it's a relationship of gratitude grounded in faith, hope, and love, because if we're going to give ourselves to somebody, we have to believe in them, and we have to trust them, and we have to hope in them. So all four of those qualities, authentic love, faith, hope, and trust, have to be together. For myself, I give myself to another, I must first be loved. So I can't really give love until I've received love. The babies have to be loved and delighted in even to live. We know that babies who aren't cherished and lived and held, uh, they, their uh, life expectancy is very small. Many of them die. For to give myself to another, I must first be loved. Without that love, we die. We're left empty and afraid and filled with fear and anxiety. If we're not received, we could say, why live? Because if no one wants me, what have I to give? I have no purpose. This is something that I've experienced in my own uh, life, especially with regard to depression. It was <clears throat> connected with that, that uh, is rooted in the emptiness, that depression that I experienced. I experienced a depression in, when I was in Germany. I've spoken to that before. But now I look at it as rooted in the lack of authentic love, because I'd said in the womb I won't be a burden, so I've closed myself off from that love. I wasn't letting myself receive it. And so even though I was trying to defend myself from not being able to receive it, 
and actually protecting my mother from trying to give something she couldn't give because she didn't receive it herself. Still, I felt that emptiness, and I didn't wasn't be aware of it until I recognized that no matter what I did, I always felt it was inadequate. So I felt that emptiness, and I felt unable to really give myself in whatever I did, even though I did things quite well and received accolades for them, it really didn't sink in. I wasn't able to take it in. So this was a depression. I felt inadequate no matter what I did. And I realized later that this inadequacy rooted was rooted in my inability to make my mother happy. I had tried to do that as a child to make my mother happy and since she never quite got it she always was caught up in scruples uh, my efforts were ineffective and that left me with the feeling that whatever I did would would always be not not adequate inadequate and all my efforts then to be worthy of love my addictions to trying hard, I tried to be very good in all the things that I did, this still left me empty because that love wasn't there. I began to realize it as I studied that book ever more closely that that's really what was missing. Love, as Mulaney says, is life. Without love, we don't live. And we have emptiness, and this is the basis also for addictions, as I've spoken about last time. We try hard, we find that it's empty, so we try to fill that emptiness with things that feel like love, but they aren't. You know, we do drinking, one perhaps befriends the bottle, as they say, or through overeating, which is oftentimes a substitute for the nurturing presence of a mother. Or we do other things like working hard to try to prove that we're lovable. All of these things leave us empty inside. So that depression remains. We, what we get is admiration, adulation, praise, but not love. The emptiness remains despite all of those activities. So what happens when I... <clears throat> receive a gift of love. How do we get healed when this emptiness is there? That's when God began to show me that God himself has to fill that in because no human has adequate love to fill that emptiness. And that's when the text that I read in Isaiah uh, 53, or rather, rather 43, that was the Isaiah text, which indicated that we aren't to look at what is behind. Behold, I make all things new. Remember not the things of the past. And something happened there. I felt that it wasn't uh, an, a rejection of me that I wasn't able to do anything. I didn't really have to do anything. I needed to just, just let God break through and create me anew. And then later on, he showed me something else, and this is also important, that when the, the emptiness is very early, as uh, Mulaney points out, it, it becomes a kind of total emptiness. And when that happens, then 
if the person is uh, very discouraged and might end up committing suicide, or they might end up with a psychotic break because the, the pain of that wounded love is so great that there's no reason to live. And if people want to protect themselves and others from the rage that uh, builds up because of that lack of love and lack of meaning in life, then they might uh, go into a psychotic break in order to protect themselves. So it's really uh, a kind of love that moves them to protect themselves that way. So how do we get healed of that? Well, God said he has to do it. That was Ezekiel 34. I myself will shepherd them. I will seek out the lost. I will bind up their wounds. So God has to do it. And in order to do it, he sent Jesus. Because Jesus is himself reaching out in love. And the, the key to it is that God loves us while we're still sinners. We don't have to earn it. Love always loves us exactly as we are. As Mulaney says, love and truth are one. We can't really love ourselves or others unless we know who we are, unless we're true to ourselves. And love that allows us to share the total wounds and everything that's about ourselves, which then lets us know that just as we are, we're loved. And this love has to be given, as I recently found, through Mary and through the Heavenly Father. That God has given us his parents to love us. They have to do it jointly because children have to be loved by both parents who support each other. Otherwise, the child will try to make up for the lack of love of the one parent or the other. That's what I did with my mother. I tried to make her happy because she wasn't totally supported by my father. Not that they were bad people, they were good people, but they simply didn't have that ability to respond fully to the needs of the other. In fact, no human has that ability because deep down our true self is grounded in God. So even in marriages where you hope that the other person would be the solution, it turns out that they aren't able to be that. What they do is open up the need for a deep love, but that it has to be filled by God. God has said, unless we're born again of water and the Holy Spirit, we cannot see the kingdom of God. We need to be reborn into a family that is without sin, that is totally open to love. And then we're grounded unconditionally and we can love unconditionally. That's what is needed for us and for others. And that's what has lifted me out of that depression into a, a sense of peace. Because now I recognize that I don't have to earn God's love. I don't have to be good in order for God to love me. It's the other way around. I have to let God love me, then I'll be good. When we let God love us, when we take that in as our foundation, and he does love us, he loves to love us, so he doesn't need any motivation from us except for permission. We have to give God permission to love us. And to do that, oftentimes what I've been doing is just letting myself be born again. 
of water and the Holy Spirit, be born again in the womb of Mary. Let myself be born again with the Heavenly Father delighting in his creation and my, my being his son. With Jesus teaching me how to do that because he's my older brother. With Mary, my mother, she's been interceding for me from the foundation of her own life. As soon as she was conceived, and she knew that now explicitly after the death and resurrection of Jesus. So Mary is our mother, Heavenly Father is our father, and that love can ultimately open us up to lift us out of any depression. And all other illnesses also, but I won't go into those in particular, are grounded also in wounded love. We receive, we need to be received. We need to receive God's gift of himself in order to give ourselves to God in response. And that gift is permanent because when we love, we can't afford to have the love broken because we've given ourselves totally and we've become one new person in two. So that's true for marriage, but it's also true and will be true in heaven for all of us. We'll all be giving and receiving love. That's what's healed. That's what's opening us up to all that God wants to give to us. So that's what we'll be praying for after the break. We will take people's questions. Other illnesses also are grounded in wounded love, but each one in its own unique way. For example, anxiety. People who are anxious about the future is that they're wounded in love and they project that they won't be able to get love in the future. And so that leads them to a, a sense of emptiness and a, a distrust in the future. And they try now to open that to, to cover all the bases because that fear leads them to try to protect themselves. So we'll talk about that after the break and we'll, we'll have questions that people have sent in. Uh, so phone your questions in if you have questions, and we can get those at least from the, from the message there. The, the phone service is a little wounded today, so you'll have to just leave a message and it, we could pick it up. The number here is 224-585-9734. Thank you. <clears throat> every Tuesday to WSFI Spotlight, a half-hour conversation with outstanding Catholics from our community and around the world. WSFI Spotlight re-airs on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. or listen on demand anytime by subscribing to our podcast. Visit WSFIRadio.org for more information. It's WSFI Spotlight, a conversation with Catholics living in the light. Only on WSFI Catholic Radio, Tuesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. Looking at term life insurance? Consider life insurance from Catholic Financial Life and see how we put Catholic values in action. To learn more, call Matt Tomlinson at 847-548-MATT. 847-548-6288. WSFI is on social media. Follow us on Twitter at WSFIFM. And like us on Facebook by searching for WSFI Catholic Radio. 
my name is Father John Grigas. I'm the rector of the Shrine of St. Max and Colby at Marytown. I'm a priest, and as priests, we are responsible for forming you in the presence of Christ through the sacraments, through the preaching, through everything else. But you are the Christ that goes out into the world and brings the good news. And WSFI is one of the main means. And so God bless all that WSFI does. And please support WSFI in whatever means that you can so that this wonderful station may continue to broadcast the good news and evangelize our culture. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Hello again, this is uh, Father Bob Sears, and uh, we now have some questions that have been phoned in, and uh, we'll take those as uh, they're read to us. Um, Father Bob, this is Joan McHugh. Um, We got an email from um, Kathleen. She asked us to pray for her mom, Elizabeth, who is in the hospital, and she's not doing very well. She's been in the hospital for a few weeks. So could you pray for Elizabeth? Yes, Jesus. We ask Jesus, Lord, that you would lay hands on Elizabeth because you love her and you have called her into life. We ask that you would bless her, give her your peace, and we anoint her for your healing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May she be filled with your grace and peace. Amen. Father, there's... um Two twins, the name of Brandon Maximilian and Jake Maximilian. They'll be two years old on July 9th, 2016. Brandon has seizures, and the twins don't sleep an hour at a time. So could you pray for these beautiful little uh, boy twins, Father, Mm -hmm. for healing? Maximilian was the other one? Um, One was Brandon, and one was Jake. Jake? Maximilian is their middle names. Okay. Uh, Lord Jesus, we just pray for Brandon and the seizures that he has. We ask that you surround him with your love, that Mary would intercede for him. Because it is the foundation of your love, Lord, that brings us into that peace and right reorders our own inner selves. We ask that you would bless him, and I bless him in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I pray for Jake also, because they'll be affected by his brother. That your love would bring peace to both of them, and joy, and open them to your presence, and your healing presence, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Uh, Father, then there we have um, Deborah, who has breast cancer, and she'll be operated on in July. Mm-hmm. So, Lord Jesus, you know what it is that we need. You know what it is that is at the root of these things. Oftentimes our illnesses are symbolic of a need for us. Breast cancer might be, for example, a wounded mother love or a wounded area that is giving. We just ask, Lord, whatever the source of that is, that you would uh, activate in her body, her healing, the resources that you'd get at the root of the illness so that 
any spiritual wounded love would be healed, that Mary and the Heavenly Father would join together and bring healing and new foundation to to Deborah. And we give you thanks and praise. Amen. Um, Father, we have just several more. One is uh, close to my heart, Molly is a friend of mine and her mom is a friend of mine she had a double mastectomy um, mm -hmm. two years ago and now the cancer is back it's in her lymph nodes and in her bones mm -hmm. and so father would you please pray for molly for the for a miracle of healing so molly we just ask lord that you would bless molly especially that you would open her up to your healing that breast cancer again might be a wounded mother love, either her own being a mother or her relationship to her mother. Any woundedness there, Lord, we just ask that that be healed, that your love would uh, pour forth in her, Lord, and bring healing to the root. Because if it's returned, Lord, perhaps there's other things that are giving rise to it. And so we ask that those be healed, Lord. And that she knows that she's loved right now. She doesn't have to earn it. She just needs to receive it. And Mary, our mother, you are the mother that allows us to be born again into the infinite and unconditional love of God. May it flow into her and bring healing in body, soul, and spirit in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. And then last but not least, um Richard has asked for a healing for his back, and may I what add... Is Richard is his Richard name? Richard is his name, and may I add myself into that, too, because of my back. So, mm -hmm. in spinal stenosis, and I think he must have something similar. So, will you pray for our backs? Mm-hmm. Spinal stenosis. Okay. Lord Jesus, just pray for Richard and for Joan, Lord, and their, their backs that need healing, and he any hardening of the back there lord maybe they're carrying a burden that's too heavy whatever it is we ask that you lift it lord you said your burden is easy your burden is light so if we come to you and release all of these concerns to you lord we ask that you would release their backs and bring them into the the healing presence of your love which is our support which lifts our burdens which opens us up to your desire to heal and to give life because as you said to the older son in the prodigal son story my son you are always with me and everything i have is yours god wants to bring us everything that he has and to make us into images of his own love through christ our lord amen father thank you and that's the um extent of the petitions for today okay so thank you lord for all these and for all those who are listening lord we ask that your love would flow into their hearts and bring that healing that they would be looking for one that you say well how can you say that that love is the healing of all illnesses what about physical illnesses well there's one thing that Mulaney says that we're not created out of nothing we're created out of love <laughs> because God didn't have anything else to work with. So God is love, as 1 John says. And the kind of love that God is, is interpersonal. The Father, as Richard of St. Victor said, could not reasonably give his self if the Son 
wasn't equal to him. If he didn't have somebody to receive that was equal to the gift. I thought that that was wrong in the beginning, but then I realized that no, that has to be right because you don't marry just anybody. You marry somebody that can receive you. Uh, ultimately, humans can't receive us totally, but you wouldn't just pick anybody. You pick somebody you think would be able to receive you. Because it would be unreasonable to give yourself to somebody that you knew would, wouldn't be able to receive you. So God must have had an equal to receive him, and, this, and the equal is his son. So Richard called the son the co-worthy. And then together uh, is what they were, were give the unconditional love, that because they had each other, their love, they wanted to share it because Richard said love doesn't, isn't con, uh, con, constrained to the two that love each other. That would be holding it in. But love is so good it wants to communicate itself out. And so that receiving of the free love of the Father and the Son is also a person in the Trinity equal to God because otherwise you'd have to have many people receiving it as we are. That's why there's so many persons that we have, because none of us can exhaust all the love that God has. And so the Holy Spirit is the co-loved, as Richard says, the one who delights in the love of the Father and the Son and wants to tell everybody about it, <laughs> and wants to create people to receive it. And that's why we are grounded in love. So you might say that love is God, and God is love. Love created us in his image. And that's why we have parents who have to love each other, and it's through their joint love that the child is loved unconditionally. If they don't fully love each other, then that, that uh, inadequate love will be made up by the child trying to love but not being able to because the child always is grateful to his parents for giving life and he wants to do he doesn't want to abandon them he always loves who god sent them to even though they aren't the foundation of the healed love jesus's family is but they are the ones that god sent them to my parents are not by accident god gave me to them god gave me to my brothers and sisters so we are brought into a family where we learn how to love each other with God's love. And God has made us into God's own image. And so that's why it is that we need that joint love of father, mother, and child for the full recognition of the love. I realized that when I tried to be present to Jesus, in his uh, sacrifice for everybody, and I found it overwhelming. I couldn't do it because I was trying to partner Jesus, and he was interceding for everybody who ever existed or ever would exist, so it was way beyond me. It was only with Mary that I was able to stay with Jesus because Mary, because she was without sin, was one with the Holy Spirit. She could partner Jesus. I couldn't. But then together they can love me and give that love to the extent that I can receive it. Jesus had said, 
I have more to tell you, but you cannot bear it yet. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he will lead you into all truth. And so let me just pray for everybody that we would receive that joint love of the Father, of Mary as our mother, of Jesus as our brother, that we would be open to that blessing so that we could receive the new life that God wants to give us. We're not to look at what is behind, but we are to open to God who is making all things new. And we give you thanks and praise, Lord. We ask that everybody who's listening will have a touch of your family love, be brought into the wholeness of what you want to give freely, not by working hard to get it, but simply by being like a little child in his mother's womb, learning all over again how to receive love and how to grow in that love. We ask you and give you blessing in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> you have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.